You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Nick Jimenez. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about the 12th Doctor Series 8 episode, Robots of Sherwood, uh, written by Mark Gatiss, directed by Paul Murphy. Um, but uh, before we, we – we're going to get into spoilers, but before we do that, we like to get everybody sort of – uh, general thoughts, sort of check the temperature of the room um, before we get into uh, to spoilers. Um, so let's let's just uh, let's let's just uh, go around. Uh, Nick, start with you. Uh, what 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 did you? What are your general thoughts on this episode on, on Robots of Sherwood? I I had a ball. Um, it, it was so much fun. I uh, you know I and uh, rewatching. Um, into the Dalek, it didn't hold up as well in uh, in a second viewing as as much as I liked it at the time that I recorded the episode. Mm. And um, I still like that episode, but it, it, it wasn't this. Uh, anyway, um, and I think what we're going what we're getting right now in season four, and we'll see how how listen uh, adds to this theory. But I think what we're getting is sort of like a um, a sampler platter of everything the Twelfth Doctor can do, and whereas. Um, into the Dalek and even and even um, the premiere, we kind of got the dark, brooding twelve. This was sort of an introduction to how how twelve could handle like the madcap comedy that that is uh, is as much a part of Doctor Who as anything. And I just had a blast. I think this is the most I've liked a Mark Gatiss episode. Um, it gave me Unicorn and the Wasp vibes in a big bad way, which I always appreciated. Um, I I think it was a warm reminder that uh, Capaldi is like just a, such a gifted comedic performer. Uh, Jenna Coleman was great. Uh, Tom Riley was really good as uh, as Robin Hood. And yeah, it's it's a fluffy episode. It's it, it doesn't have a lot of weight to it. But I'm I just I'm probably gonna rewatch this out of pure pleasure in the future, which I haven't been able to say for who episodes, even the ones that I've enjoyed. Uh, there's just something really fun here, and. Uh, yeah, I just I had a fantastic time. I laughed out loud, which I don't do very often on Doctor Who. All right, Cassandra. Um, remember how in series six they promised us pirates and the Doctor, and it was supposed to be awesome, and then it wasn't. Yep. This this was like so good. This was the opposite of <laughs> pirates, because um, they promised us Robin Hood, and they delivered, and it was so good. I pretty much echo everything Nick just said. Um, it's easily, to me, Mark Gatiss's best episode. Um, it was funny. It was charming. It, I had a lot of fun with it. I was laughing. I was involved in it. Um, everyone did a really good job, and it it's just, it's a, it's a lot of fun, and I, I like episodes like that that are just romps and good times, and yeah. 
yeah, I mean, you know, pretty much what you guys said. Uh, I think it's, I definitely think it's Gatiss's best episode. Um, I think that uh, outside of a few like minor quibbles that I have that I'll I'll go into um, in spoilers, like I just had like just had a ton of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I it's uh, I think I think the I I do think that the tone could sometimes um was a little inconsistent at times um and i felt that a lot of that had to do with the plot trying to mask itself um which again like i'll get into in spoilers but uh for the most part i thought it was fun and i think that this is a good example of an episode that wouldn't have worked nearly as well with matt smith uh as as the doctor um, because I think it would have been, it would have been too much, uh, be- <laughs> because like, you know, the 11th doctor is like really big and, and, and crazy. And then putting him up against, uh, Robin hood, that's big and crazy is, uh, would have been, I think just like way too much. Um, it would have been like sugar on top of sugar. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, here, you know, you have, you have grumpy 12, um, and it really works. Like I love the the bickering dynamic of the two characters. Um, I thought that was really good. Uh, I both really loved Clara in this, and then also was just like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> it was like there was like moments where I was just like, ah, that feels forced and weird. Um, just just the whole her whole obsession with Robin Hood and all of that just being like i've loved robin hood ever since i was a kid and like actually <laughs> like thinking that robin hood is real it's just i was like that seems like a big a big uh you're a teacher yeah yeah <laughs> you're, you're a teacher like this feels like a hard pill to swallow for me to get this episode going um but but other than that like i i think it's i think it's a really fun episode so Let's uh, let's talk about it. But before we do, I want to remind you guys that we're sponsored by DCBService.com, which is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic books and collectibles at discounts your local comic book shop just can't compete with. Use DCBS to place your orders two months in advance. Get discounts at 40% off and special discounts up to 50% off. So place an order as big or small as you like and choose to ship monthly, bi-weekly, or weekly with flat rate shipping for only $6.95 every time an order goes out. So thanks to DCBService.com. Also, InStockTrades.com, their sister site where you can purchase any hardcover or paperback graphic novel collection that's currently in print at massive discounts of 25 to 45% off. And if that's not good enough for you, check back on Wednesdays for new release specials at 50% off every single week. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. Um, okay, so... Uh, I... Yeah. So okay. So so going back to the thing that I had to talk about at the at the, at the end of the non spoilers, um, Clara's obsession with a fictional character and demanding to go visit this fictional character. I mean, I, I mean, it's akin to a grown, uh, just like a you know a grown woman just being like, I want to meet Harry Potter, and the doctor's like, You mean Daniel Radcliffe? <laughs> no, I mean Harry Potter. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> it doesn't... I just... Oh, I couldn't get over that. And then, like, him humoring her by going to a very specific time period, in which case I'm just like, but if he's not real, how do you even know where you're going? Like, 
shouldn't you be aiming the tor- the TARDIS toward a book? <laughs> like, I don't torps. understand. <laughs> so, like, the whole the whole teaser, like, as charming as their conversation was, and I really liked the direction in that. And I loved, like, him on the chalkboard and everything and the setup of the spoon where he's, like, eating something or whatever and he puts it in his pot. In his, in his yeah, what the hell was that? Was it, like, cookie dough or? I don't know if it was cookie dough or yogurt or I don't know. I'm not sure. Um it's old people but, stuff. It's fine. Yeah, it, oh, yeah, maybe it's oatmeal. Maybe that's <laughs> paste. Um, but uh, it's porridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I as I really liked that. I liked getting to look at the TARDIS and be in the TARDIS a little bit. I liked that we didn't just go pick her up this time. It was like they were just hanging out, and she's like, "So what do you want to do?" <laughs> um, <laughs> which I kind of like. Like, I just like that they were just like hanging out and being bored together. Um, but I. I do find that questionable, like, to a point where it was a little distracting until about halfway through, like, her just going all fangirl on on Robin Hood, uh, who is a fictional character, despite what this episode tells me, or attempts to tell me. (laughs) Um, So, I don't know. What did you you guys think about that, Uh, Cassandra? Um, To be honest, I didn't really have a problem with it. I don't know. Probably because, like kind of akin to the character Sherlock Holmes like Robin Hood feels so much as a part of like our culture that he almost feels like a real like you know it it seems silly to think that he's not real I mean at least to me anyway um and I don't know I didn't really have an issue with it I thought it was Mm. cute um and she didn't really go overboard with like the fangirling like I thought it was like a really nice balance of like oh my god it's really like when um kind of like when martha meets shakespeare um right but shakespeare's real yeah no i know but i mean (laughs) well critics yeah people will say but like um (laughs) who's to say he's not i don't want to get in that conversation um no but it just kind of it it was reminiscent of that so i i don't know i didn't really have a an issue with no, it. I didn't have a, I didn't have a problem with her fangirling. It's the problem right, that right. she's she thinks that Robin Hood is a real person. Let's go visit Sherlock Holmes, Doctor. No, no, it's not. No, that we well, we can't. That's not <laughs> that's not a real person. I don't know. Nick, what did what did you think of that? See, I um I it, it's really fun to like really poke into the brain of like a almost like thirty year old woman wanting to meet like a fictional character. But um to me uh, Doctor, did there, okay. A, I was getting a mad like Peabody and Sherman vibe from the from the cold open. Oh and, yeah, and I was like, why isn't the show always like this? Like, and <laughs> I and like I, I was thinking like, what if Clara was like even younger? You know what I mean? And like like it, it actually was like, oh, today we're going to learn about you know Richard the Lionheart and blah, blah, blah. oh look Robin Hood, Clara. And I was like, oh my god, that'd be a great show. Anyway, isn't that isn't uh, that that uh they did that animated opening right? And it was kind of like that. Have you, They've have done you guys an animated seen, opening? Yeah, have you guys not seen that animated, like, Doctor Who, the animated series? They, like, did, like, a... Somebody oh, somebody no, made, I like, haven't. a... Oh, I thought you meant BBC Proper did that. And oh, like, no, 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 I just mean, like... I mean, they as in, like, the collective, like, internet, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. The internet did this thing. Because <laughs> I don't know who made it. Um, but somebody made, like, an animated uh, thing, and it, it was, like, a... Like, Doctor Who is a Saturday morning cartoon, and it was... Oh, uh, that's cool. And it was, like, it was like little girl Clara... And and cranky old man doctor, like yeah, just like running around. 
And to me, Doctor Who has never, especially in the Moffat era, because T. Davis would do this thing where he'd be like, oh, today the Doctor's going to meet Tony Blair. Oh, like, we're waiting for Obama's speech, they said. And, like, (laughs) but to me, uh, Moffat's Doctor Who exists in a realm of fantasy. And so the idea that the Doctor and Robin Hood are real in the same universe kind of tonally made sense to me. Even like, I, I didn't even think about it until I, I was listening to you and to you and uh, to you and Scott cast, but it was like, yeah, like Dr. Who's not real, but he's real in this show. So it stands to reason that so can Robin yeah, Hood yeah, exactly. and Sherlock Holmes and like Captain Ahab. I don't know. Freaking. And so to me, it made sense. And there was this kind of beautiful bow at the end where Robin Hood tells the doctor, you know, I'm as real as you. And to me, that kind of put the cap on it. And so, yeah, if this were like Stargate and they went back and could Stargates go back in time? I don't know what they did on that show. Okay. (laughs) I'm out of my depth. That's something Uh, to do with Egypt, I think. I don't know. God, there are like five of those. There was only one, and it ran, like, for 12 years, and then there were suddenly, like, six other ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I I liked what it had to say about, like, fictional heroes and all of that, um, and I liked the Doctor constantly trying to prove that they weren't real, um, and coming across that guy who's gonna die in six months. Sure. <laughs> um... <laughs> It, it actually, uh, the Doctor in this and the way that the story uh, almost, it was almost as if the story and, like, the adventure that, that the Doctor was on, it was almost like it was existing despite the Doctor. Um, in a way, <laughs> like, very much like uh, the Six Doctor stories always did, um, where it just feels, it felt very Six Doctor to me. Uh, especially during that, um, d- during the um, Trial of a Time Lord season, um, hmm. where I don't know, it just felt like I'm like specifically thinking about like the episode where that starts with um, I forget which episode it is. I think it's the third story in Trial of the Time Lord, but the one uh, where like Mel is like trying to get oh, him to exercise um, and drink carrot terror juice. Of the verbo- terror of the Vervoids. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, (laughs) and, you know, he's like exercising and stuff and then they go on the thing and it just like, they feel like the two characters feel so far removed from everything that's going on in that story. Um, in, but, but they're still interacting with it and everyone's interacting with them, but it's like, that's, that six doctor era specifically just. I don't know. Maybe it's just his coat. Maybe (laughs) that's why he stands (laughs) out. But he, but he always felt like despite the fact that he was a part of what's going on, he never actually, it felt like it would, it was just happening despite him. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to explain, I guess. But I mean, the, the climax of the episode features doctor and Clara kind of watching. I think the doctor even has like his hands behind his back, just like calmly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. I, I, speaking of the ending though, the, uh, the golden arrow, uh, I don't know how that worked. Um, sure. No, that was, I, I, I call, I call shenanigans on that, but yeah. it's, it's fine. I watch it and I'm just like, yeah, it's a cool moment. So I'll just roll with it. But nope. <laughs> this should be enough gold. Yeah. We'll just stab it into the side of the ship. That'll be enough. 
That's a thing, right? Yeah. Science. <laughs> like if uh, if you know if if a car needs more gas, you just pour gas on it, right? <laughs> you just pour gas on the car. Gas. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, was the girl at the end Marion? Yes. Okay. Was the girl at the end the girl that the doctor helped and the girl mm-hmm. that her father was killed? Yes. Yep. The very okay. same. That was Marion the whole time. So my question is, how was Marion lost? Because it really just felt like Robin was just too lazy to go look for her. Because <laughs> I think she was just at home, Robin Hood. Oh I no, think I think she, she was in hiding. I think she was. I think she like slipped away under cover of night, and like was hiding out in like that hubble with that old man. I thought the old man was her dad. Was it not? No, it was her ward. She was like, he was like, please don't take my ward. That's my ward, not my ward. Oh, and I'm like, oh <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Oh, okay, cool. And I, I guess I assumed. That it was like a, a spin on the legend where Marion is like in hiding. Oh. Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie, guys. My 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 Robin Hood is a fox. Yeah, a fox. Yeah, Same. that's kind of my realm. <laughs> yeah, he is. I was, <laughs> man, I, when when they were showing the montage of Robin Hood in in time and space, like in popular culture, I was like, come on, show the fox. They, they couldn't. There's no way. Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> I think. I think Disney would instantly, like, I don't know, steal yeah. Doctor Who away from the BBC as a result or something. As, like, a punishment. Or, yeah, like, the Russell punishment. As a punishment, we're buying Doctor Who. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because Disney can do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, but I did love I did love in that, that Patrick Troughton was one of the yeah. Robin Hoods. Mm-hmm. No Carrie Elways, though. No Carrie Elways. But uh, but but Patrick Troughton, that was fun. Sure. Um, and that Speaking was the one they like, held on for the longest too. They were like, huh, huh? <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> check it out. We remember. <laughs> remember this guy. Um, and I liked how that actually weirdly connects to the theme in that like Robin Hood and the Doctor are like similar kind of like fictionalized heroes oh, yeah. and, and and it's like oh the doctor is robin hood <laughs> <laughs> like I, just, I don't know i like that i thought that was pretty cool i would not be opposed to sort of how the rest of t davies era was like today we're meeting charles dickens like today we're meeting agatha christie i would be totally down with a weird universe where they meet like dracula mm-hmm. or like like john <laughs> almost said john coltrane uh alan <laughs> quarterman oh yeah 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 yeah, that, yeah, it wouldn't be too bad. Although, uh, didn't they already? There was. Uh, well, I, uh, this is going to take me down a, a long hole of things that I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I think who is the lead pirate in the pirate episode? Uh, well, Rory, some dude, <laughs> some dude. I don't some, understand. Some... <laughs> was it Blackbeard? I, I, what's that? Was it Blackbeard? No, it was just some random. Dude. No, I mean the actor. Oh, the actor. I thought you meant the character. I don't no. know. I've never seen um, him before. I, think I will look it up. I've seen soon. him in other stuff, and I was just thinking, like, I was just thinking he would have been the perfect quarter main, so that kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> if, if I, if, yeah, I think that's who that, yeah, that is who that, who well, I, I mean, the guy was. from the Pompeii episode made a pretty good doctor. <laughs> so he did. Um, I think, is that, no, that's not who I'm thinking of. Well, Hugh Bonneville. No. Guy from Down Abbey? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway, all right. Is well, that really? Huh. He plays Henry Avery. 
Oh, well, oh uh, the guy who plays Robin Hood in this is from Da Vinci's Demon, so oh. apparently um, his beard looked, his beard made him look homeless. I guess like a ferret beard. I guess technically he is homeless. Yeah, <laughs> Sherwood Forest is his home. <laughs> the trees, his roof. Um, it's interesting that you said that it reminded you a lot of like a Sixth Doctor story, Scott, because mm-hmm. this was just ripping off from the Time Warrior to me. Um, the Third hmm. Doctor story with the Centaurans and yeah. Sarah Jane, um, and like even the reference to where the doctor's running around Sherwood like oh this isn't real this isn't real how is this happening and he mentions like a miniscope and I'm pretty sure that's from Carnival of Monsters which is also the per- like a Perkery story right. so and the Sherwood the, the the sheriff of Nottingham looking like Anthony Ainley like the master like oh my god it looks so much like Anthony Ainley I, I- I literally, I'm telling you, for the first 20 minutes of this, I just thought I was watching The Master. Like, no, it, di- I... it didn't even occur to me that it could have been anything else. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, wait, this is New Who. And, right? he, and Anthony Anley's dead. Like, <laughs> he was like, me. oh, my God, that's not him. <laughs> <laughs> you told me. He's like, man, this guy looks so much like Anthony Anley. And I forgot. And I watched it today. And I literally yelled, like, oh, my God. Because yeah. he does, and it's uncanny, and I don't know. Props, dude. I don't know, if, but I don't know if it was deliberate or not. Um, maybe. I mean, I mean, even if it was by accident, they yeah. they rolled with it on purpose. That's oh <laughs> you know, goodness. you know, they noticed after they put the beard on him, and they yeah. were just like, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> <laughs> what? What's up? What? What? Nothing. You look like someone. <laughs> Yeah, so the whole time I'm watching this, I'm just like, oh, it's a master story. And then halfway maybe through, maybe that's why twelve had such a maybe that's why twelve had such an innate distrust of him. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, the sheriff of Nottingham just looked like the master. It was crazy. Um, so okay, uh, one of the things I think Cassandra, you said that you wanted was uh, sword fighting, and you sort of got Heck it. Heck yes, <laughs> you got it with a spoon. I liked the doctor's like his gauntlet that he puts on <laughs> to uh-huh. to spoon fence, and then he when he puts it on, he like gives him the finger, which I was just like, ah, oh, never seen that on Doctor Who before. <laughs> I like that, that they can was so... get away with it though, because it's technically not like obscene to the british nation or whatever um yeah but oh that's so funny no sword fighting no when they were sword fighting slash spoon fighting i don't know um the thing i said about the pirate episode like that was what that's what happening was in my brain i was like yes this is this is everything that i wanted from the pirate episode that i didn't get and oh my god i don't even care that it was a spoon it was wonderful (laughs) Oh man, the spoon is what made it perfect for me. Yeah. I mean, that was it was just the right the fact that Capaldi played it straight made it so perfect because it was like it was ridiculous but he didn't act like it was ridiculous, you know. Mm-hmm. Where it's like eleven I mean not, I mean not to I I like Matt Smith, but like eleven would have been like, I'm holding a spoon, look how spoon I'm wearing spoons now, spoons are cool. Twelve was like, This is a spoon <laughs> <laughs> And you're gonna die. Also, it makes it funny because 
you know that it was backwards engineered, so that meant that like <laughs> Gatus was like, oh, it'd be funny. Why why would he have a sword? Well, he wouldn't have a sword. Maybe he'd have a spoon because he was eating something. Okay, so then he's like, but it needs to be a giant spoon. So that means he was just. Eating a thing with a giant spoon, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's just sure. the idea that, like, yeah, they need the giant spoon for the sword fight, so that just means the doctor's eating with the giant spoon. Sure. Without context. Yeah, with no context. Uh, no, go, um, Gages. You've done it again. I think, uh, I, I, think uh, I, I really liked... Um, you know, as much as I as I was wishy washy on, like I like I like where it eventually went, but as much as I was wishy washy on the beginning of this with uh, Clara, like wanting to visit a fictional character and not under not, not understanding how history works, um, I did like uh, Clara being um, understood as like the leader of the of the group oh, sure. and being yeah. taken away. <laughs> As the leader, because the other two are too busy bickering, um, that made me very happy. Uh, as much as you know, you kind of see it coming as soon as the guy's like, "I was listening to figure out who the leader was," and I was like, "Sure, he's he's gonna take Claire away." Because... And they just hold they hold on like Robin Hood and the Doctor for like a little too long. Yeah. Um, but so it was te- it was a little telegraph, but it was still a really great moment, and it gave her that great scene with the sheriff. I thought who was fan phenomenal yeah fan not even a word but he was uh that bit where he like punches the robot armor and frustration and then yes he reacts just enough that was it was like watching men in tights honestly Mm -hmm. so fun every everyone in this episode you could tell was just having a blast yeah yeah it it was good. There were uh there although in that scene because it was just talking and and it felt like um it felt like uh, uh, Paul Murphy was like getting bored directing it because it's <laughs> it's such like just a it's just two characters talking you know like nothing's happening um, you know he's getting to cut around it with like fun bickering of, of Robin Hood and the Doctor but you know you go back to that scene of them at that dinner table what is it, like three or four times um, yeah. of them just talking and you could tell that he was getting bored because he was having. He was having the sheriff like just do weird random things. Like there's a bit where he um he's like talking and he just like looks over and he sees this like r- uh cellophane wrapped uh slices of bread and he picks up the cellophane wrapped slices of bread and he's just like looking at it and then he goes to like open it and then gets distracted by another thing and then just goes for the other thing. And it <laughs> and I was just like it's just a, it was just a weird thing that I noticed where I was like why did he pick that up if he's not going to do anything with it? <laughs> um and it just felt like he was like ah the, they need to be doing things. They can't just be st- sitting there. Um so I don't I I do think that the direction was a little uh I don't I don't know, robust. Um like it felt it felt like he was trying he it felt over directed in a way um and things like uh tone and 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 whatnot i i kind of uh blame on like inconsistency of tone i blame on paul murphy cuz he tries to telegraph that uh robin hood and his merry men are fictional and fake and not real and so he has them sort of like overdo the laughing um to to like 
to an extent that it just it's like way 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 over the top um to the point where like i kind of just assumed that they were real the whole time because i was like this they're way overdoing it so that means that they're the opposite of what they're trying to tell me they are um (laughs) and so like that that kind of hurt the tone for me i think personally um as much as like i know like the laughing like you know it was they were kind of making a point of it but it just it really just felt like he was trying to hammer home that like they might not be real look how weird they act um and so like i found it a little distracting i think overall i thought the direction was a bit like that uh it was it was a little overly directed at times what did what did you guys what did you think what cassandra what did you think uh i to be honest i don't really um I haven't really trained myself enough to notice things like that, you mm. know? Um, I I thought, it, I don't know, I thought the gag with the, like, sandwich in a little baggie was really funny. Like, oh, look how weird the future is, guys. We have <laughs> sandwiches and plastic. That's weird. Um, and I, I don't know, I... I, I see what you're saying, but I personally didn't notice it while I was watching. Hmm. Nick? Yeah, yeah. It was um it was a very impatient episode. Yeah. Uh it, it was just so busy. It's it's this was so unlike anything Mark Gatiss has ever written. And but maybe the reason it felt so strange is because of, of Murphy's sort of hyperactive direction. It it it, it this was the most child friendly episode of Doctor Who I think we've gotten in in a, in, in a good bit. Um, yeah, which is which is ironic because it consider it it, it has someone <laughs> flipping off someone else yeah. and, and it used to have like a falling into molten gold. Which yeah, is and it used to have hard. a beheading. Oh yeah, that's right. Now it has uh, a reverse Game of Thrones. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely wasn't. Um, I found the directing really charming. If like if it was a little bit over eager, but I definitely had a good time. Um, I never once thought that Robin Hood wasn't real. I probably actually would have been pretty impressed if at the end it was like oh, I'm, a, I'm a robot. But like he, he did end up being real, and I wasn't really too surprised. But it was nice because I actually really liked Tom Riley. I thought he was one of the better Robin Hoods we've had in pop culture for a long time. Granted, I haven't seen that BBC show. Um, I don't know if that's is that good, guys. Is that is that a good show? I have no idea. Apparently, okay. it's really good. Okay, cool. I've heard good things. Cool, that's good. I like Robin Hood. Um, but yeah, no, I, I yeah, again, this was just a, a fun romp. Uh, as you know, as it was probably described in the writing room, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, however, we haven't mentioned this. We we did get some mythology building. As to um, the promised land. Oh right, that's right. Yeah, I was I was planning on bringing that up, but I oh, hadn't sure. gotten to it yet. But yeah, um, <clears throat> that's uh, it. Was interesting that they um, there was no Missy in this. No, nope. uh, but we did get sort of more of what's going on with her a little bit. Um, so that was that, yeah, that was that was good. I liked I liked that uh, the subtlety of it actually. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because it hasn't exactly been subtle the last two episodes. Sure. You but, know, it, it was funny, but other than other than that, other than that bit, 
eaten in that little part. I was going to say, this might be the new episode that I use to introduce people to the show. Hmm. Interesting. Ooh. That's cool. Yeah. It does, it definitely does feel like a good, uh, a good introduction episode, now that you say it. Um, Especially for 12. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially for 12, but ju- really just in general, because mm-hmm. it's very one and done, and kind of like, yeah, this is sort of what the show is about. This is what it does. <laughs> um, hmm. Next week, next week, Clara will want to meet Babar. <laughs> <laughs> I've always really loved Babar. <laughs> I want to meet Babar, Doctor. Oh, my God. And then he's real. Elephants and I- aren't real. <laughs> There's no such thing as elephants. <laughs> there never was. <laughs> it was all in your head. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, so uh, uh I mean there's not <laughs> the unfortunate thing about this episode is that because it is so light and fluffy, there's not a lot to say about it. Um but uh, yeah. It's, who uh, else do you listeners? Who else do you think Clara thinks is real? <laughs> Peter Pan. She definitely <laughs> thinks Peter Pan is real. Amelia Bedelia. Mm, <laughs> that's debatable. Where Dicey Tillerman. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Who? Dicey Tillerman. What is that? Oh, sorry. What did what did Cass say? Oh, I, I said over. where's Waldo. Yes, Waldo. Where's Waldo? <laughs> she wants to find Waldo. Finding Waldo. He's been lost a long time, Doctor. <laughs> have to find him. This... <laughs> but then the joke always has to be that that character is real. <laughs> he actually has been lost. Help me, Doctor. It's just Rory. Aww. It's Rory. <laughs> In a striped shirt. Twelve's like, we have to go. We, we have to leave right now. Why? What's... No, we just we have to go. Doctor? He doesn't recognize me yet. Let's go. Let's go. Get back in the box. Get back in the box. (laughs) (laughs) We just never talk about it again. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) That preview for next week looks terrifying. It does look good. I am not a fan of things grabbing you from under the bed. That is one of my, like top fears and so I saw that and I literally just stood up and walked away. I was like, no, no, I can't. I'm you stood up. You, you tried to stand up and then something no, grabbed no, you. No, 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 no. Shut your mouth. <laughs> who wrote, who wrote Listen? Uh, Stephen Moffat. Uh, of course. Really? Yep. Man. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about his episodes again. It's just, he seems like he's writing a lot. No, I mean, he only has a singular credit on three episodes, three, four episodes this, this season. The premiere, uh, listen, and then the two-part finale. Okay, cool. Uh, the only other times that he has writing credit is when he's, like, sharing it with someone else. Nice. Like, uh, like last week's with Into the Dalek, which, I like I said, I'm pretty sure is, he, he didn't co-write it, he's just doing his job as showrunner and taking credit for it. 
You mean this is what I should have been doing the whole time? Really? <laughs> no, but, but, no, but I want I, for it. <laughs> yeah, I want, I, want, I want my name on it. No, yeah. no, but that's that's just your job, Moffat. That's just <laughs> that's just what you're supposed to. You don't take credit for it. That's just what Whoa, you do. But I work so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> I was I was about to say the whole the idea of basing an episode around the fear of someone grabbing you from under a bed is is very vintage Moffat. Yep. Yep. Well, and and the uh I th- I think the episode focuses around um like hearing things. Mhm. You know? Um just in general, like like oh, did you hear something or you hear oh, like God. footsteps or whatever? Like that's that's what it's um I think that's that's like the 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 fear that he's like focusing the episode around Show, showcasing right it's just like that's not easy to trailerize i would sure. imagine <laughs> man when okay so brief brief little talk about cuz what when was the last time a doctor who episode was like really scary cuz i feel like there's a horror there's a horror episode every season but I can't remember the last time one was like genuinely, like memorably effective. Blink. Blink. I would say blink. Yeah, I wasn't too crazy about Hyde or. I loved Bed. Hyde. I didn't think it was scary. No, I okay. didn't. I mean, the some parts were were suitably scary, but I think overall, I think the most effective is Blink. I um, I weirdly, I find the Clockwork People to be creepier. Uh, sure. But so like I I I would look at um, girl in the fireplace and the the clockwork people oh. like like the the hearing the cl- clock ticking but the but then the, the but then the, yeah. the clock is broken it's like well then what's ticking oh god that, <laughs> they were under the bed too either that or um, the library two parter with the Vashta Narada uh huh oh hope, yeah I hope they never come back because they're so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want Vasher to Rada to ever come back. What was the one in series six where it was like a dollhouse? That was a Mark Gatiss episode. Yeah, what was it called? It was called like uh, Rumblefish night, or what? Night Terrors. Night Terrors. terrors. <laughs> Rumblefish. <laughs> Beware the Rumblefish, <laughs> Doctor. I want to meet the Rumblefish. <laughs> no, you don't. You made that up. That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't really. I mean, dolls are creepy to me, but I didn't really find that episode scary. It's just like, oh, that's weird and kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, let's hope. I mean, this this series is three and three right now for me, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Into the Dalek was, eh, but it's better than some of the stuff in series six. Yep. So. Yep. And we get to see what how twelve reacts to uh, like a, a horror episode. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely there's a lot of elements in that trailer that I was like, mm, nice, I like this stuff. Like I just like the way things look in general yeah. in the episode. Um, just like like creepy, like dimly lit space stationy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's nice. I've always uh, I always want to uh, every time I play. Um, uh, Bioshock. I always just think, man, 
you know, this would be a really great Doctor Who episode. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor, I want to go to Rapture. (laughs) It's not real. (laughs) Oh, come on, you can't think that's real. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So I, every time I play that, I just think that it would be a really good uh, yeah. Doctor Who episode. Um, and 12, or a setting for a Doctor Who episode, I guess. And 12 has such like a... Capaldi has such like a Victor Cushing, like, hammer horror face, doesn't he? You know? Yeah, he does. I could just really picture him holding like a candelabra, like walking through a staircase, you know? Right. You uh, know what's funny? The, the, the greatest irony of, of Peter Capaldi as the Doctor is that the Doctor that he most resembles is the Peter Cushing Doctor. <laughs> oh, right. Which isn't a real Doctor. Um, so, like, I, you know, because you look at him and, like, kind of from a distance, he does just, like, look like Peter Cushing. Because I was just thinking, yeah, thinking about your Dracula episode. And I was like, oh, yeah, he could be, like, the Doctor could be, like, Van, Van Helsing. And I was like, oh, Peter Cushing. Oh, Peter Cushing. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that one. Yeah. I still want to see you. those at some point, but they're Man. not available. The Doctor meets Vlad the Impaler, though. Like, I'm all about that happening at some point. <laughs> Ooh. Well, the Doctor has uh, a history with vampires. Yep. There was, like, you know, this, that whole you... vampire Gallifrey war. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Nick, you know this is I probably want? something you don't know about. <laughs> yeah, they have. I'm having a, a good time. <laughs> with vampires, which is pretty cool. I want them to bring them back. But you know what I want that we haven't had yet that they hmm. set up with Sylvester McCoy's run? I want the Doctor as Merlin. I, yeah, I still want that. I think that that's totally doable. There was an episode, Nick, and for listeners who don't know and don't listen during the classic era, there's an episode. Sorry. Yeah, there's an episode called uh, Battlefield. In uh, It was the first episode of the last season of Classic Who. And uh, first story, I suppose, several episodes. Um, <laughs> and uh, in it, uh, Morgan Le Fay uh, is, like, attacking um, England and and uh unit in like the 80s yeah in the 80s <laughs> and unit like calls on the doctor and, and and the doctor like meets up with morgana lefay and morgana lefay is just like ah, i fought you before and the doctor's just like what and basically the whole the whole thing is that um it was setting up the idea that one of the doctor's future regenerations is actually merlin like he gets Ooh. He gets stuck in medieval times and just becomes Merlin for a while. That's um, cool. Yeah. And uh, they've never done it yet. So uh, that's something. Oh, see, so Merlin's real. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see? <laughs> I guess that's true. I, You know what's funny? Is it is it weird that... Uh, I guess it's because they've just been around longer, but English fictional characters do feel more real than American ones. I think it's because they're more laced into history than ours. Right. Like Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood's not real, but Richard the Lionheart's real. Prince John is real. Right. King, you know, Richard really did go off to fight in the Crusades. So as a child, when you're learning everything at once, you're sort of taking it in at the same time. Right. 
Right. Same thing with uh, with King Arthur. Like, it just feels like, yes, yes, when King Arthur was the king of England, you're like, okay, England. I don't know where the F that is. So, yeah, Arthur was king of England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. Because, I mean, you know, with the, those two things and then uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes, like, those are the... Those are the big ones that all sure. just feel like borderline real people. Sure. I, would, I, I mean, sure. Like... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Um, I would also argue because the breadth of the British Empire, like it spread around, like so everyone pretty much got exposed to it, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to Amer- like American folk tales, you know, with like Paul Bunyan and John Henry and stuff. Um, I mean... Whoa, whoa, whoa. John Henry wasn't real? Sorry. Spoilers. No, just <laughs> Doctor, I want to meet John. I want to meet John Henry. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> you made that up, too. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting... Feels like a thesis paper. <laughs> That's a little bit. Um, so, uh... So yeah, what were you going to say about Sherlock Holmes, Nick? I was going to say Sherlock Holmes a bit less so because I mean we've Sir been Arthur... like inundated with him lately. Well, no, because like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle <laughs> is such like a uh, he's as a much a part of the Sherlock Holmes legacy as Sherlock Holmes. Oh yeah, like you know, like oh the Rackenbach fall, and you know he had to bring him back after he killed him off because the readers were. But like I couldn't tell you who invented King Arthur. Or who who first wrote Robin Hood? You know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's true. Wasn't wasn't there that poll recently though that like some absurd percentage of the British nation thought Sherlock Holmes was a real person? <laughs> that's. I, I swear. I I don't think this was an Onion article. Was I'm this a Jay sure. Leno sketch? Uh... I, no, I I read an article about it a couple of years ago. Mm. See, um, Americans, I could see, but. <laughs> You Brits, you have uh, no excuse. Come on. Just you can visit They're his... just as dumb as we are. Just because you can visit his house. <laughs> it's just people <laughs> that are dumb. People, people are stupid. <laughs> it doesn't matter where they are. We're all equally stupid. Um, <laughs> anyway. John Henry wasn't real, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know. He, Maybe you'll have to correct me next week. I thought he beat the. <laughs> I thought he beat the machine. <laughs> he raced him and he beat him. Well, he did a great job of that because we don't use machines anymore, do we? <laughs> no. But that wasn't the point, Nick. Sure. <laughs> it was about integrity. <laughs> Can you imagine how like disgusting that would be if like there was a John Henry episode? And, like, the train, the machine's about to, like, lose. And the doctor, like, wait! And he, like, sonic screwdrivers, like, his, like, hammer. (laughs) Thanks, doctor. You're welcome. (laughs) You're nothing without me. Oh, my God. (laughs) Meanwhile, the machine won. Yeah. While they were messing with that. Uh, uh... I I do really wish the doctor would visit America more because I think there's so much... Fun adventures he could get up to. Yeah, but I don't think that uh, our UK brethren feel the same way. Sure. <laughs> so, I will say, um, 
I, I just watched uh, back to back last night. Between last night and today, I watched uh, The Guard and uh, uh, Calvary. Calvary. And uh, I'm just like, man, I'm ready for a British companion. That, or, or like, a, like an Irish, an Irish companion. Like, oh I just, yeah, I just that would be. We got a Scottish one last time. Let's get after uh, Claire is gone. Let's get us uh, an Irish one, played by Brendan Gleeson. Sure, actually, Brendan Gleeson would be a great doctor. Oh yeah, like not even kidding. Brendan Gleeson with the full beard and everything that, <laughs> that he's got in. Uh, that he has in, in uh, yeah. Calvary. Calvary. Yeah. God, that would be, he'd be so intimidating. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> it'd be so great. Uh, yeah. He's good, that guy. <laughs> um, You know who Brendan Gleeson is, right? Cassandra? I don't think so. It's Mad, Mad, Eye Mad Eye Moody. Oh, oh, crap, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's Irish? Yeah, he's Irish. Oh. Yeah, he's super, super Irish. He's he's Martin McDonough Irish. Yeah, and he's the star <laughs> of those two movies that we talked about. We just said um, okay, but uh, and he's he's so good in both of them, and he would he he would he would make a great doctor. <laughs> he really would. Um, maybe after, uh, although I gotta be, I was gonna say maybe after Scottish Doctor, we can get an Irish one. We can get Brendan Gleeson, but then I'm just like, although <laughs> the prospect of. Brandon Gleason and <laughs> and Capaldi working off of each other is just oh no. my god! I love the idea of just Clara's like bye doctor, and then like a shark eats her or something. Whatever happens, to her, I guess. <laughs> what? Yeah, just there. She wanted to meet she she wanted to go to she wanted to meet Jaws. <laughs> it's not real. This is what you get for messing. <laughs> it's just the Doctor Clara Brody Quint. <laughs> Quint oh is played God. by Brendan Gleeson. Yes, yeah. Like, I'll it's, take it's, her place. It's Irish Jaws. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's a shark doing? And. <laughs> Irish Quint, as played by Brennan Gleeson, does the does the, the monologue. You all know me. <laughs> I'll catch oh that God. shark for you <laughs> for a fair price. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Oh, I want it. Oh, <laughs> Let's start a writing so letter campaign. <laughs> Brendan Gleeson, specifically as Irish Quint. <laughs> In Irish Jaws. <laughs> and that has to be the name. Of, the name of the episode has to be Irish Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll even I'll even give them one further because I know this is Doctor Who. I'll let I'll let it be. I'll let it either be. Irish Space Jaws or Space Irish Jaws? I, 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 I really like Space Irish Jaws. <laughs> space Irish Jaws. God. Because they already set up Space Jaws in uh, yeah. Christmas Carol. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're halfway it's, it's, there. It's fine. Oh Just like God. the theme song starts. We haven't had Brendan Gleeson in a Doctor Who episode, have we? Strangely, no. Hmm. Yeah, that needs to happen. Yeah. Oh God! 
Brendan Gleeson working off of Capaldi is would just be magical. Just two grumpy old men traveling through oh, time and space. One Irish, one Scottish. Oh, <laughs> They're just angry at everything. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> just and I would even allow Clara to stay on uh, stay on the crew just so that she could just be like, I don't know what you all are so upset about. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just every time the TARDIS door opens, just like cans of empty Guinness, just like falls out. <laughs> uh, I'm for it. Oh my god! All right. Well, I guess that's our episode this week. I'll be honest. I'm probably gonna call this episode "Space Irish Jaws." <laughs> The listeners are like, what, and everyone's what? gonna see it and just be like, "What does this have to do with robots of Sherwood?" Oh my god! And the answer is absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay, well, if you have thoughts you want to share on robots of Sherwood or Space Irish Jaws or Brendan Gleeson. Find the post of this episode on the Dodgerscompanion.us and leave a comment, or you can send us an email, tdcpodcast@gmail.com. Uh, if you like Joss Whedon and you like me, go check out my other podcast, uh, The Mind Robbers versus Joss Whedon, where we t- take uh, Matt and I uh, cover like every episode of every Joss Whedon show. Um, we do uh, two episodes of the show in each episode of The Mind Robbers versus. Uh, so, so go check that out. Uh, also the mind robbers, the flagship podcast of mindrobber.net. Um, and, uh, and not writing, uh, which is a podcast that, uh, Nick and I do, uh, mm-hmm. it's just a conversation show. It's kind of like the space Irish jaws thing only, you know, every for week. an hour, um, and every week, <laughs> um, if you're on Twitter, uh, follow us at TDC podcast. So you'll know the second a new episode hits, um, also, you can follow our personal accounts. I'm at Scott Corelli. Nick is at Nick M. Jimenez. And Cassandra is at Dark Hearted Rose. Uh, if you like the show, do us a favor. Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, also, uh, starting just very recently, we've joined uh, Stitcher. Um, so we're available on Stitcher now, which is apparently a podcast app. That What's that? Like for the Android? No. No, it's. I mean, maybe it started as an Android thing. I don't know, but it's. Uh, it's just like it's like a podcast, like radio thing. Oh. Um, like you just, like you just find a thing that you want to listen to, and you just like it's like a streaming thing. I think so. You don't have to download them to your phone or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a podcast radio deal. Anyway, so look for us on Stitcher and. I don't know if they do reviews there, but if they do, leave us a review, I guess. Sure. Um, (laughs) But, uh, of course, most most importantly, be our street team. Get out there and tell people about us. Tell people that you listen and that they should be listening to. And next week, we'll be back to talk about Listen. Bye. Bye.